This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome, everybody. It's Adam the Bull. It's the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. And today we continue our tour of the NFL. We preview the AFC West, which includes the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Can anybody topple the Chiefs? We'll talk about it with Carrington Harrison of AM610 in Kansas City. Does the afternoon drive show there from 2 to 6 p.m. He'll join us in just a little bit. But we start with a big contract in the NFL. That starts us up first, right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. All right, folks. Hope everybody uh, is having a great day. Let's get to it. The AFC West yesterday, big news, a quarterback signing. Uh, We have the quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, signing a new contract uh, that will give him, he'll he'll average $52.5 million per year over the next five years, uh, guaranteed $193.7 million. Um, but uh, he it now becomes the highest paid quarterback in the NFL, deservedly so. He's a great player. Now he hasn't won a playoff game. They choked last year a huge lead to Jacksonville, but he's a great young quarterback. So now Lamar Jackson has signed this offseason. Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. The only guy left is Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow will probably – Justin Herbert, Herbert yesterday became the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL per, per year. Uh, if Joe Burrow signs it here in the next couple of weeks before the season starts, he will pass Justin Herbert, I assume. If he wants to, he's obviously been just as good, if not better, and has certainly been much more accomplished than Justin Herbert. So Justin Herbert may not last as the highest paid quarterback per year. Herbert, not the most guaranteed money, still second behind Deshaun Watson. Uh, But uh, in terms of uh, the most money per year, yes, that goes to Justin Herbert, who signs the new contract yesterday. A two hundred sixty-two point five million total if he makes it through to the end end of the contract. One other NFL quarterback note: nothing to do with the AFC West, but uh, Brock Purdy has been cleared and he is expected to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers. We'll get more into that when we get to the NFC West. But in the AFC West, which is where we begin, so the Chargers have have locked up their quarterback. But what about the rest of the team? Are they good enough? Can they get over the hump and finally win a playoff game? Is their coach good enough? I think these are all fair questions. He's made some critical errors. They got too conservative last year in the playoff game, blew the biggest, uh, one of the biggest leads in the history of football. But you look at the talent here. I mean, they're loaded. Austin Eckler is a great back. I think he's the most overrated back, uh, excuse me, underrated back in the league. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, 
uh, are a great one-two punch when healthy. Uh, Keenan, Keenan Allen getting a little old. They drafted Quinton Johnson this year to add to the mix there. Gerald Everett is it you know okay tight end? It's not terrible. He's serviceable. There is a lot of talent on this Los Angeles Chargers team. Can they put it all together? Can they get over the hump of these devastating losses? I, I think time will tell. I don't think the Chargers are a lock to make the playoffs. We've talked this about this before. The, we talk, we've already previewed the AFC East and the AFC North, two divisions with a lot of talent, two divisions where nobody won less than seven games last year. Now, the Raiders and Broncos, I don't think those teams are, are very good. We'll get to them in a little bit. So the Chargers have a chance to pile up some wins. But I'm not sure that anybody but Kansas City is getting out of the AFC West this year into the playoffs. Um, I think Kansas City has an excellent chance to be the number one seed since they play in a weaker division than Cincinnati and Buffalo. But as for the Chargers, you know, you look at them defensively. Last year, they were you know, kind of middle of the pack. And on the defensive side of the ball, um, it, you know, they're led by Joey Bosa. They've got, obviously, some real good linebackers led by Khalil Mack and an excellent secondary, at least on paper, led by Derwin James and J.C. Jackson and Asante Samuel Jr. They have some holes there as well. I don't love their overall defensive line. Joey Bosa's got to have a big year. They need a lot out of him this season. He missed some time last year. He didn't have a great season last year. He's not his brother. He's not as good, but he's good. But last year, only had two and a half sacks. Only played 10 games. Uh, didn't do much in the playoff game. So uh, I think it's a question mark. I think their defensive front is a big question mark uh, for the Chargers. So it'll be interesting to see how they shape up and can they keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, coming up later, I will talk about the Raiders. I already told you, I don't think either the Raiders or Broncos are very good. But there is at least a level of reason for optimism for both of those teams that were not very good last year. We'll get to that a little bit later in the podcast. But coming up next, I'll be joined by Carrington Harrison. He does afternoon drive 2-6 to six on AM610 in Kansas City. 610 Sports Radio has been doing afternoon drive, and uh, he's got his finger on the pulse of the KC Chiefs. What's the latest out of, out of uh, Kadarius Tony who got banged up? Um, Patrick Mahomes, all, everything going on with Kansas City. I'll get interested in his take on the Chargers as well. Uh, we'll talk with Carrington Harrison from Kansas City about the Chiefs next in the bullpen with Adam the Bull. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, we continue with our AFC West preview. We started with the, Char the Chargers. We now get to the Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions. As a Bengals fan, personally, I'm a little bitter about that, but I have a, a ton of respect for the Chiefs and their organization, and they've been a great franchise, led by the best quarterback in the NFL. Carrington Harrison does afternoon drive in KC, AM 610 from 2 to 6, and he joins me now to talk about the Chiefs and the AFC West. Carrington, how are you? Thanks for joining me. Adam, I just want you to do me one favor. I want you to yeah. again say Kansas City defending Super Bowl champion because I know that pains you to say it. I just it want does. you to say it one more time. It's factual. We got to be about facts. We got to be about truth. I, say it one more time. 
All right, defending Super Bowl champs. I, you know, <laughs> as here's the funny thing. Even though I'm a Bengals fan, I was rooting for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I like the Chiefs. I really do. I'm not one of these fans who I guess it's because I'm in the business and you, you change how you whatever. But as as diehard a Bengals fan as I've been my whole life, even though I grew up in New York, which makes no sense being a Bengals fan, uh, I lo- I love Patrick Mahomes and I love Andy Reid. So. If the Bengals had to lose, I wasn't going to root for the Eagles. I almost always root for the the only way. The only time I would not root for the AFC is probably if it was the Ravens or the Steelers. Uh, outside of those two teams, I'd probably uh, maybe the Jets. I can't. I grew up in New York, so I hate the Jets and Giants too. But uh, so listen, the Chiefs are an awesome team, and Patrick. I think when it's all said and done, and people get mad when I say this, and I'm probably not, probably a lot of people in Kansas City say this too. I, I, and I know it's premature, but I think when it's all said and done, Patrick Mahomes is going to be better than Tom Brady. And as much as I love Joe Burrow, any dis, any part of a discussion of who the best quarterback is in the league is stupid because nobody's close. Uh, is it crazy to say already that you that, that that Mahomes will eventually pass Tom Brady? I know he's got a lot to do, and he's got to do it for a long time. But if I had to bet today, will he eventually get there? I'm going to say yes, as, lo- as long as he doesn't have a catastrophic injury. What say, what say you? I'm going to say no for this reason. You know how the same way when we talk about, like, LeBron and Jordan, there's always that de facto, well, Jordan won six championships. Well, Jordan went undefeated. The fact yeah. that Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes have played each other in a Super Bowl and Tom Brady's team dominated Patrick Mahomes' team, I think it's True. always going to be that trump card to put it over you. Now, I think it's going to be fair to say, in the same way that we used to say, now eventually the gap just got too big, but people would say, yeah. well, Peyton Manning is the best quarterback that I've ever seen, but Tom Brady is more accomplished. At the yeah. end of Mahomes' career, if you say that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback that you've ever seen, but he just doesn't have the best resume, I think people are going to be able to say that. I think you maybe could say that right now just because some of the things we've seen Patrick Mahomes do. But that Brady resume is just nearly flawless. Everything that you can accomplish in the National Football League, Brady checked that box off. And Brady also checked off the box once he left Bill Belichick. He won another championship the next season. 100% true. Can't argue really anything. The one thing I'd say that Patrick Mahomes has going that, in my opinion, Tom Brady doesn't, although I might be in a minority opinion on this, I find Patrick Mahomes personally very likable. And I found Tom Brady unlikable. I didn't. I, I was saying before the teams I rooted it for in the Super Bowl. I never rooted for Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I always rooted against him. Didn't do me any good most of the time. Uh, but uh, I, I find Patrick Mahomes much more likable. And I think, it, I, even though this was hard to do in this quarterback documentary, which was great on Netflix, he came. He, he came off even more likable. Like I liked him already. I already had a high, you know. Thought, great thoughts about him, and, and now I like him even more after seeing this documentary. He, he's an impossible guy not to like, right? Yeah, I'm with you. I do wonder, though, with Brady, how much of that yeah. was just the Patriots and how much of that was being in that system because once Brady went to Tampa Bay, we saw a completely different version of Tom Brady. He was on Fair. TikTok and Instagram and had a little bit of a personality and was having fun, and I yeah. wonder how much of that is Belichick, his system, and this Patriots way that we were told about for 20 years which is basically just you have the greatest quarterback of all time. That's what the Patriots' way was. It's a good point. He he did seem more likable in Tampa Bay. I, I think you're I think you're right about that. Um, when it comes to one more thing on the on the quarterback documentary, his wife also came out very good. Came off very good on that, which was was cool. The brother who has you know a lot, who has come off as unlikable at times, his brother. 
was seemed like purposely not in the show. Do you know anything about like did they purposely not put him in? Like they showed him a time or two, but like you heard you heard his dad a bunch of times. His wife obviously was a big part of it, but the, the brother didn't have any lines. I can't think of his name uh, right now. Jackson. But Jackson. Sorry, but um, you think he did that on purpose because he's already got he already rubs people the wrong way. Well, you got to remember as much conversation as Peyton Manning has got in this, and he absolutely deserves it with his Omaha yeah. productions. Patrick Mahomes also has an executive producer credit on here. So if you get final edit on this thing, yeah. it's obvious what you were trying to show. You wanted to highlight family. You wanted to highlight the relationship with your wife early on in the show where they right. where they go out to the farm and it's just them and their family. And I'm spending this quality time together conversations with my father. So I do agree with you. The Whoever made the decision to sort of exclude Jackson, that was obviously a very purposeful decision. Yeah. Last thing on that, I thought this was fascinating. Um, yeah, partially because I'm a Bengals fan, but I just think in general, because you rarely hear players say these type of things. When Patrick, I think it was episode six or seven, he's talking to his dad. Uh, and for those who don't know, I'm sure most people know by now, his dad was a, a great baseball player. Um, he's talking to his dad. And his dad says, who do you think's going to, because, you know, obviously the, the Chiefs beat the Jags and then the Bengals Bills were playing the next day. And he says, who do you think is going to win that game? He said, oh, I think the Bengals are going to win. And then his dad says, well, who do you want to play? And he says, well, the Bills are a better matchup for us, but I want to play the Bengals. And, I mean, you rarely hear court, you know, players admit that type of thing. Um, it's a compliment to the Bengals. I get where he's going. Uh, do you think the Bills will use that as bulletin board material this year? It's the Bills. No, the Bills are interesting because yeah. just from being here in Kansas City, you know, like the pulse of a city. Yeah. Kansas City looks at Cincinnati as its rival now. You right. got to remember, up until that point, the Chiefs had never beaten the Bengals, never beaten right. them in the regular season, never beaten them in the postseason. So I understand sort of wanting to slay the Dragons, so to speak. Right. And the Bills, for as good as the Bills have been, they've never beat the Chiefs in a game that was super important. So I think more than anything, it's funny we started this conversation with Tom Brady that the NFL was sort of looking for the who's going to carry that Brady and Manning torch. We had for right. 15 years, you knew every week 13 the Colts and Broncos were going to play or the Colts Patriots. Right. You just knew that was going to be the matchup. We got another version of that with the Chiefs and the Bengals. They play again this year. So yeah. I, I, I think I think a lot of this is just the NFL creating a great storyline, two great teams two great quarterbacks, two explosive offenses, and eventually Burrow gets one. I mean, eventually Peyton Manning got one. Now Tom Brady got more championships over the course right. of his career, but Burrow's too good to, to retire without having one single championship. Well, let's hope you're right. Let's hope you're right. <laughs> a key part of that is keeping Chase and Higgins around. On the other hand, the Chiefs don't – now, the Chiefs – well, I say the Chiefs don't have a Chase and Higgins, but they do because they have – it's so funny. We're always like, well, they don't have a great receiver since Tyreek Hill left. Yeah, they do. He may not play wide receiver, but Travis Kelsey is one of the best pass catchers, not only currently in the NFL, in the history of the NFL. Uh, I, I believe Travis Kelsey, who's from right here in Cleveland, of course, uh, is not – I mean, I, as great as he is, I still think he's a little underrated in the NFL because I think a lot of people look at even the best tight ends as, yeah, but they're not quite wide receivers. But, man, I mean, he is just a freak, and the chemistry those two have together is insane. I would say if anybody is underrating or underappreciating Travis Kelsey, I just don't know what football you're watching. I, I mean, I, I, 
Yeah, I mean, I would say, Adam, maybe it's the fact that the league has become so wide receiver centric and Travis Kelsey just doesn't play wide receiver. So maybe you don't think about him in that sense. But I think there are very few players in the NFL that I would deem to be unguardable. Like Justin Jefferson has so far shown to be unguardable. Jamar Chase. I don't care what corner you are. Throw me a 50-50 ball. Jamar Chase is coming down with it about 80 percent of the time on those 50-50 balls. Travis Kelsey has proven himself to be a dynamic weapon. Like, to your point, last season, you got Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, a bunch of other guys. Everybody on that field knew exactly where the ball was going, and Andy Reid would scheme him open, Kelsey would get open, Mahomes would find him, and he's still one of the top pass catchers. And he, I mean, Kelsey's 33 years old. He's been doing this for seven, eight consecutive seasons, just year after year, 85 catches, 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. Travis Kelsey is one of the greatest football players that we've ever seen. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And you look at the rest of their skill position players, there's nobody special, right? None of, you know, they have a bunch of nice players, but nobody special. But Patrick Mahomes makes the rest of them good enough. And, and Andy Reid, because the, the creativity, uh, Eric Bieniemy. How's that going to change now? Uh, you know, I know Eric Bieniemy. I'm curious, it's a two-part question. How's it going to change with Eric Bieniemy not being there? And I'm curious, like, we were just talking about this on, on our TV show the other day. Uh, you know, Eric Bieniemy got put in a tough spot. He was not getting an opportunity that he had earned to be a head coach. He has to go to Washington where they have a terrible quarterback situation. You know, who knows if he's going to get that opportunity. So what do you think about that situation? And what do you think about the Chiefs offense uh, with no Eric Bieniemy in the mix? I mean, we could talk for hours about the first part, at least regarding Eric yeah. Bieniemy. It seems... It seems very bizarre to me that there has only been one offensive coordinator in recent memory who came from a really successful team that had to prove himself away from that entity. We never asked Josh McDaniels to do this. We didn't ask Zach Taylor to do this when he was with the Los Angeles Rams. The only person who was asked to prove that they can be successful aside from Andy Reid has been Eric Bieniemy. But it's funny to say that, and I'm not really sure how much of an effect it's going to be. I mean, Andy Reid has been doing this now for 25 years when you date back to the Philadelphia Eagles. We have seen Marty Morningwig, an offensive coordinator. We've seen Doug Peterson. We saw Matt Nagy, who was taking over again as the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy. I mean, it's kind of like the Patriots defensively. We've seen the Patriots lose a lot of guys defensively to go get head coaching jobs. But as long as Bill Belichick is there, I think they're going to be fine. And you mentioned some of the, I don't know if questions is the fair thing to say about the Chiefs wide receivers, but yeah. I'm going to question the Chiefs passing game. They got Patrick no. Mahomes. I'm just certain <laughs> they'll figure it out. I don't always yeah. know how they're going to figure it out. I don't know who he's going to be throwing the football to. He could be throwing it to me and you, but I feel pretty yeah. confident. I feel pretty confident at the end of the year, Patrick Mahomes will have 4,500 passing yards. He will be in the conversation to win MVP. Maybe he doesn't win it because they don't want to give it to him three times out of five seasons. But yeah. he will certainly be in the conversation to win NFL no MVP. I, I run about a 7-2-40, so <laughs> I don't know if I can help much. But I got decent hands. I mean, I got decent hands, so maybe I'll hold on to the ball. <laughs> who, if you had to bet right now, who leads the Chiefs in receiving yards after Travis Kelsey? Who, you know, Kadarius Tony's probably the most talented, but he's hurt again. The guy's always hurt. Who, who, who you got? You had to pick. That's a great question. I'll go. I'll go with MVS. I'll go with Marquez Valdez-Scantling just because I kind of know what he is. I mean, they've got some other options. They've got Sky Moore, second-round guy out of Central Michigan. They drafted a wide receiver in the second round, Rasheed Rice. You've got Richie James, who played for the Giants with Kadarius Toney. 
You've got a couple other names. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like some of those old Andy Reid Philadelphia teams. Kelsey has 1,300 yards receiving, and he's kind of the T.O. mold. I really think their running back, Isaiah Pacheco, is going to have a big season this upcoming year. I think he's going to have 1,200 yards from scrimmage. So I'm really high on Isaiah Pacheco this year. I could see it being Kelsey, Pacheco, and then just a mix of everybody else. Like people, I don't, I don't know if people know this or not. Jarek McKinnon had 10 receiving touchdowns last year for the Chiefs. Mm. Their backup yeah. running back had 10 receiving touchdowns. I, he's going to be in the passing game mix. MBS is going to be in the mix. Eventually they get Kadarius Toney back, Rasheed Rice. They just got a bunch of guys that it's kind of like a, a basketball team that's going to have a bunch of guys score 15 points a game. One night you might get a guy that drops 25 and the other guy has seven. And then the next night, that guy's going to step up in the other guy. I think it's going to be very, very fluid with the Chiefs this year offensively. Carrington, uh, who besides the Chiefs, I assume you're picking the Chiefs to win the division. Uh, if you're not, please correct me, but I'm, I assume you are. Besides the Chiefs, does any other team in the West make the playoffs? That's a great question. I like the Chargers. The thing about the Chargers just always comes down to really two things. Are they going to stay healthy? Because we know at some point somebody significant is going to go hurt. I don't know when that's going to be, but Keenan Allen's going to miss time. Austin Eckler's going to be on the IR in the middle part of the season. Quentin Johnston, the rookie they just got, he's going to go hurt. Can they stay healthy? And you and I both know this. The Chargers will find a way to Charger at least three games this year. It won't make any sense. I mean, we saw it in the playoff game last year. You're up 27, nothing, everybody's feeling good. All of a sudden, you look up in the fourth quarter, it's like, hey, this game is close. I think the Jaguars really got a chance to win this game. Can the Chargers eventually avoid that? Because if we are just talking purely talent, I think that the Chargers have as much talent as any team in the AFC. If we are just playing the on-paper game, put their offensive line, put their quarterback play, put their run game, their wide receivers, their defense, if we are just strictly playing this on paper, Madden ratings, the Chargers yeah. are as good as everybody else. But I'm yep. still not sure that Brandon Staley has proven that he's a good coach. He was this huge innovator on fourth down, and they were going to go forward and do all these things. I've never seen it. He was the Rams defensive co or defensive coordinator. I mean, I haven't seen any of that magic since he's been in Los Angeles. I just wonder if it's a lot of sizzle, no steak. I think it's fair. I think everything you say is fair. They seem to screw it up every every time. Final question. This may be the most important question of the day, Carrington. If the Kansas City Chiefs took over the Kansas City Royals, in other words, the Chiefs players <laughs> became the new Kansas City Royals players led by Patrick Mahomes, would they actually win more games than the current Kansas City Royals? No, I don't think they would be a better team, but it's hard to be worse than the Royals. I mean, I get, I get in trouble sometimes by how hard I am on the Royals, but it's just... I mean, I got eyes. I can watch the team. That oh. It seems it, 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 it honestly must be two things for you to be as bad as the Royals are. Either yeah. it is it is either one or two things. Either you are incompetent as an organization or you are purposely losing. Those are the only two options right now through 101 games. They have the third worst record in the history of the American League. They've been playing yeah. American League baseball since Jesus was alive. <laughs> and they have and they have the third worst record in the history of the American League. Oh, that's not th that's either by accident and yeah. just you guys were doing your best and just completely missed the mark or you guys were purposely trying to be as bad as you possibly could this season. You just can't tell me otherwise. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull.
All right, great talking with uh, Carrington Harrison in Kansas City. Gave you a really in-depth look. That that uh, quarterback documentary, if you haven't seen it, folks, I couldn't recommend it enough. It's way better than Hard Knocks. It is excellent. Check it out. Um, they followed Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota last year. They're doing it again this year. Uh, my hope is that they do Joe Burrow as the Mahomes guy and Baker Mayfield is the Mariota guy. Uh, in the, the middle, the mid-tier guy, I, you know, whatever. I think Daniel Jones could be interesting there. I think um, um, Derek Carr could be interesting there. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I definitely, I mean, the show's just just amazing. All right, we've talked about the Chargers. Obviously, we've talked a lot about the Chiefs. What about the rest of the AFC West, the other two teams? I don't think either of those teams are going to the playoffs. I think when you look at the Raiders, I've never been a Josh McDaniels guy. I thought he was terrible in Denver. Uh, I can't get over the fact that he drafted Tim Tebow in the first round, one of the dumbest moves in the history of football. Raiders won six games, fell apart. They're going with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not a believer in Jimmy Garoppolo. I've never been a big believer in Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, And... You know, I, I I look at them and I, do, I, I don't, first of all, Josh Jacobs is holding out right now. And I think when it's all said and done, he'll be there. Uh, and they still have Devontae Adams, who's a star. But you got a mediocre quarterback at best, uh, an angry running back, one amazing receiver, and not much else. Their defense stinks. Maybe it'll be better this year. Who knows? But their defense has been has just been awful consistently year after year. They allowed 418 points last year. Only the Texans and the Colts gave up more in the AFC. I think it was fifth, to, uh, I don't know, the bottom seven or eight total in football. But the AFC is so loaded and so strong. You know, if everything went great with Jimmy Garoppolo, could the Raiders be better? Sure. But when you have the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Jets, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Browns, Jacksonville, Kansas City, Chargers, it's hard to make any kind of argument for the Raiders, you know, playing well enough to get to the playoffs. They've got not even a top 10 AFC quarterback and a terrible defense. I just don't see much hope for them, you know, getting anywhere. As for Denver, it's an upgrade getting Sean Payton to be their head coach. Uh, this is the last chance for Russell Wilson. They gave up a ton to get him. He was bad last year. Um, he is now, thir- he'll be turned 35 during the season. That's an age when a lot of quarterbacks are declining. Uh, most people aren't Tom Brady or or even Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Peyton Manning. Russell Wilson is, in that cate- is not in that category of quarterback. He was bad last year. Can... Can Sean Payton get the most out of him? This is this is it. If Sean Payton can't, then he's probably done, and they're moving on after this year. I don't think it happens. I'm not a believer in in the Broncos. Uh, I like I like Javante Williams a lot. They're running back, but he's coming off a major injury, and they've got a, like a handful of nice receivers. But they're always hurt and they're overrated. It's they're kind of like a better version, like more quality version of the Giants. It's like they got a bunch of guys. They're all right. They're always hurt. They're not reliable. Um, 
So I, I, I don't I think the Broncos and, and the Raiders will both finish under five hundred. So the Chiefs win the division. Chargers finish second. I think the Chargers will battle the um I, I think it'll be between the Chargers, the Browns, and the Jets. Two of those two of those um or well, I, I think let's see, it's three wild cards, not two. So I, I think in the end the Chargers will make the playoffs. I think it'll be I think it will be the Chargers, the Browns, and the Jets that will make the playoffs. Um, but it's not easy because I, I, you know, I think the I'm counting out that I'm saying the Dolphins don't make it. I'm saying the Ravens don't. That would be the, leaving the Ravens out. I, I, in the end, yes, I'm going with the the Chargers to make the playoffs over the Ravens. But it's not going to be easy. Chargers could easily not make the playoffs, and then their coach gets fired. And even if they make it, I'm not expecting them to make a long run. They got to prove it. They got a lot to prove, this team. Of all the teams with the good quarterbacks, they probably got the most to prove. It's it's hard to buy into them based on the regular season. All right, coming up on Friday, we'll finish up the AFC with a look at the awful AFC South. Talked about a great AFC. Well, the South is not it. A lot of good teams in the AFC, only one in the South. We'll talk about who's got the best chance to unseat the Jaguars, but I don't know that anybody's got a chance. And how bad are the other three teams? That's all coming up on uh, Friday's edition of the bullpen. We'll get to the NFC teams next week. Looking forward to that as we count down. It's almost August. It's right around the corner. Beautiful. All right. uh, Thanks to Alex for producing today. Thanks to Carrington Harrison for joining me today. We'll talk to you next time. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.